Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. Good evening, all. How are you? It's nice, actually, just not having to... Um, I'm going to read uh, the Bible verse, and then I'm going to pray, and then we're going to chat. So the Bible verse tonight uh, is Philippians 3, 12 to 14. It says, not that I've already obtained all this, or I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. God, we just um, we centre ourselves in you tonight on New Year's Eve. And we just thank you for the year that's been, in all its challenges and all its incredible moments. But God, tonight we choose, um, we choose you again. So God, use my words tonight. That it wouldn't be about me, it wouldn't be anything to do with me. But God, that um, what I say might draw us a little bit closer to you tonight, Jesus. I pray this in your mighty name. Amen. Well, uh, my name is Adrian, if we haven't met. Um, I'm one of the team here as well. Um, but who here is a New Year's resolution person? I knew Shannon would be. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, of course. Um, who, who doesn't make New Year's resolutions because you don't want to set yourself up for failure? Yeah, day one. Yeah, there's quite a few, actually. Um, see... Last year, um, I made some news resolutions. They didn't quite pull off, so I, I'm not going to do that again. Um, but I Googled the resolutions for the past 10 years, right, just throughout, and it's always been the same. Spend more time with friends and family. Fit in fitness. Quit smoking slash drinking. Enjoy life more. Get out of debt. Learn something new. Help others. Get organized. Who's got any of those on this year's news resolution? Probably all of you. Good. No hands went up. Um, so as I started searching, I realized that New Year's Eve, um, for people around the world, collectively we do this because we want to gain control. It's a moment where we can actually center ourselves and gain control again of what the year has been and what the year is to come. Um, in my Google search, I also looked at some funny traditions that happen around the world on New Year's Eve. Um, so shout out if you are from this uh, background and you do this on New Year's Eve, because that'd be a lot uh, awesome. So the Dutch, for whom the circle of uh, is a symbol of success, eat donuts. It's pretty good. That's great, isn't it? Doesn't quite fit in the fit in fitness for news resolutions, but the Greeks bakes uh, bake special Vasilla Pitta cake with a coin inside, bestowing good luck in the coming year on whoever finds it in his or her slice. Pretty good. Um, fireworks on New Year's Eve started in China millennia ago as a way to chase off evil spirits. This one's great. The Japanese hold New Year's bonakai, or forget the year parties, to bid farewell to the problems or concerns the past year and prepare for a better new one. See, disagreements um, and misunderstandings of people are supposed to be resolved and grudges set aside. Who's ever been to Rome? We've been to Rome. Um, we were there on New Year's Eve uh, a couple of years ago, and they warned us of this, but the Italians throw their old furniture out the window to make room for new furniture. How good's that? Want a new lounge, hun? Out it goes. Um, 
Who can relate to this? Who wants something new in their life? It's not so much on New Year's Eve, but it might be every day of our life. We're searching for something new, something fresh. You see, our scripture today places us in what I'm labeling a New Year's Eve moment with Paul. For those new to the Bible, um, this book called Philippians is written about a guy named Paul. Now he, at this point in time, he's the pin-up boy for Christianity. He's the one leading the charge of um, planting churches throughout. But it's funny because at one point he was doing the exact opposite. He was doing everything he could to stop the spread of the gospel. You see, moments earlier in this chapter, we see Paul saying, even, even though I'm in prison and facing death, even though I'm locked up, I have joy. So this, this letter is important because you can imagine if Paul's writing all these letters from prison, some people on the outside might be thinking, this guy's perfect. And so we enter into this scripture where he's saying, I've not already attained this. I've not already been perfected, but I strive to lay hold of that which Christ has also laid hold of me. I'm single-minded in this. I forget the things that are behind. So my thought this New Year's Eve is this. Why do we rely on one day in the calendar to be the moment of change in our life? Or better yet, how do we carry the same anticipation we have in this moment into every day of our lives? What can we learn from Paul? Um, So when I was in year 12, uh, we would do an annual trip to uh, the Gold Coast. So we'd drive from Nelson Bay uh, in a coach with all of year 12 up to go to Dreamworld. Who's been to Dreamworld? Who loves rides? Yeah. Um, and so who knows that when you enter something like Dream World, there's two groups of people, people that like rides and people that don't like rides. becomes apparent very quickly. Um, the next step to that is who likes heights and who doesn't. Put your hand up if you like heights. If you're not afraid by heights, this is a, this is a great mix. Good. So um, as we made it our way around the park, we get to that um, ride called the Giant Drop. So this is 120 metres tall, 39 storeys. And so as we get seated, the safety holsters come down. They're the hydraulic ones that press against your chest and you hold on. And so I look over and I see my friend Alex is sitting next to me. Um, And one thing that's different about Alex is his face is completely white. His knuckles are white. The ride hasn't even started. And he's not breathing. (laughs) Why did you get on this ride? And so um, as we take off, I keep looking over at Alex, and I quite like heights, so they're not too phased by them. And so I'm enjoying the view, and you can, whoever's been on that ride knows you can see a long way. And so in this moment, as we're going up and as we're sitting at the top, I decide that it's, it's on me to make Alex get past his fear of heights. And so I, um, I start doing all those wonderful things that any friend would do is, come on, Alex, you won't die. No one's ever died on the giant drop before. Look at these safety gizmos as I start to shake mine in a bid to hope that he would just be like, oh yeah, I'm safe, suddenly. He's not responding, so I take it one step further, as any good friend would do, and I reach over to his gizmos, his holsters, and I start shaking his. Look, you're safe. Enjoy the view. He's silent, of course. Face whiter, knuckles whiter. 
And so as I start to say, look over at the view, enjoy it, he just goes, stop. Just let me get through this. And then suddenly that moment, we drop three seconds to the bottom. I look over and Alex is gone. (laughs) Why do I tell this story? Other than it's hilarious. Who's actually, who's Alex in this story going, I hate you? I actually hate you. Yeah, thought so. That's good. Um, I was that brat at school. I can say that. Still that brat. brat. Thank you, wife. Um, I tell this story for a reason, and I feel like this represents the room well. Some of you are in this moment, and you're Alex in 2017. You're just bracing yourself to get through it. Your knuckles are white, just holding on to that safety to get through, whatever it may be, whatever it is. And some of you are me, potentially rubbing it in their face, going, 2017 was marvellous. So in this moment, right now, on this day, we feel like we've regained some control of this year. We feel like the ride's dropped, we're back on ground, and we can actually prepare for what's to come. So maybe that is you. Maybe you're on this side, and you are Alex, and 2017's been the most horrendous year you've ever encountered. You've lost someone or something or... Maybe you're over this side and 2017 was incredible. If I could just carbon copy 2017 to 2018, that would be awesome. For both parties, I, um, I feel like this quote is relevant. The next one. <laughs> a year is like a blank notebook. You get to write anything you want in it. Who's excited about that? Who's actually in this moment going, I can't wait for 2018. I get to rewrite this. See, Paul knows this wrestle all too well. From a man that was wholeheartedly against the church, he now is on the other side. He sits in prison writing letters, encouraging those that are on the outside to spread the message of the gospel. So how does he, a man that has seen so many things, done so many crazy things to stop that, How does he move in this moment, in what I'm calling his New Year's Eve moment, and step forward and actually forget those things? How does he actually step into 2018 or the next day? How do we resolve this wrestle? So I've got three pretty simple points, because I'm a simple guy. So we're going to wrestle this out together. So the first one is this. Simply accept you are human. Yeah, from a pastor, that's pretty deep. <laughs> it says this in uh, scripture. Paul says, not that I've already attained this. That is, I have not already been perfected, but I strive to lay hold for that which Christ laid hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have attained this. The meaning here is this. I do not pretend to have attained to what I wish or hope to be. If you're like me, you're looking back on 2017, you're going, I missed the mark in a few moments. Some other moments were great, but I'm still not who I hope to be. Whether I will ever be who I hope to be, I think that's the question. In Philippians 1, um, the scripture says, He who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. It never stops. So there's no woman or man that has walked this earth that has not faced the reality of being human. Even Jesus had to endure the pain and struggles of being flesh and blood. 
So this New Year's Eve and every day from here, go easy on yourself. You're human. You're not going to get it right all the time. My second point. Forgive and forget. Yeah, Scripture says this, Instead, I am single-minded, forgetting the things that are behind. So uh, when I read the Scripture, my view of this changed. <laughs> and my view was this. If we could reframe our history through the lens of forgiveness, what would that do for us? How would that change where we've come? We'd still have our character building. But if we could get rid of the sting of the pain and hurt that happened in those years, wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? If we could reframe our history through the lens of forgiveness. Now, I'm not suggesting that you can just forget <laughs> what's happened to you. You won't ever forget those things. But I am saying that there is a process that um, is biblical to actually rid yourself of the sting or the pain that's associated with that. C.S. Lewis um, as we all go to as preachers, I love what he says here about forgiveness. He says this, You must make every effort to kill every taste of resentment in your own heart, every wish to humiliate him or her, or to pay him or her out. You see, the difference between this situation and the one in such you are asking God's forgiveness is this. In our case, we accept excuses too easily. In other people's, we do not accept them easily enough. This is hard, he says. It's perhaps not so hard to forgive a single great injury, but to forgive the incessant provocations of daily life, to keep on forgiving the bossy mother-in-law, the bullying husband, the nagging wife, the selfish daughter, the deceitful son. How can we do it? Only, I think, by remembering where we stand, by meaning our words when we say in our prayers each night, forgive our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. We are offered forgiveness on no other terms. To refuse it is to refuse God's mercy for ourselves. There is no hint of exceptions, and God means what he says. It's pretty cool, hey? That hurt? Like, that's hard. How do we do that? See, forgiveness is actually something for you. It's actually, it's actually to, rid your, to, to cut off those things. To actually accept what has been done, but there'd be no hurt for that anymore. Third point. Move forward and speak life. It says, reaching out for the things that are ahead. With this goal in mind, I strive forward. Can I just say that this year, the year that's been, doesn't define who you are. Whatever hurt, whatever things, whatever great moments, it doesn't define who you are. See, Paul is confident here that there is more for him ahead, that he's actually striving forward to the unknown of going, you know what, I know God has something more for me. What I mean by speak life is this, encourage yourself. Um, Pastor Sam mentioned a few weeks ago, preach to yourself, to love. So Paul here is doing exactly that. What does that mean? <laughs> Look, this isn't easy. I get that. Some of you are going, you know what? You actually have no idea what I've been through this year. You have no idea what pain I've been through. And I don't. 
And I've pulled three points out from a journey that Paul's been on. See, he's reflecting back on all those things that he's done over his time. And he's going, I choose to forget that because I know God has more for me. I know God has forgiven me. I know that I'm only human. And I know that there's a plan ahead of me. Um, one thing I felt like God was really saying this morning, and I feel like saying now, is faith isn't stoic. Do you know what that means? It's being removed from emotion or being removed from hurt or pain. Faith isn't stoic. Faith is actually the journey through those things. Hope is not stoic. Hope doesn't disregard all the hurt in your life, but hope actually gives you something to look forward to. Hope is encouraging yourself and saying, you know what, there is something more ahead of me. This is not who I am. Um, Some of you have battled things this year that uh, have been really tough. And so for this moment on New Year's Eve, um, for Claire and I, one of our goals has always been to start a family. And for years now, that hasn't been reached, hasn't been fulfilled. So our journey has been exactly this, is that we need to go easy on ourselves. For whatever reason, we need to forgive ourselves and know that this doesn't define who we are. And more than that, we've had to preach to ourselves, encourage ourselves and say, you know what, just because you can't yet have a baby doesn't mean that you don't have hope or something in this world. doesn't mean that God doesn't have a plan for your life. doesn't mean that there isn't something ahead for you. You see, one guy, a pastor from Newcastle who was diagnosed with motor neuron disease, he said that um, God told him that that was a passport into a world he would never have seen fully healthy preaching from a pulpit. And he's seen more people come to know Jesus Christ through that than he did ever before that. And so my preaching to myself is saying, this is a passport into someone else's hurt that I can actually encourage them and speak hope and speak life into their life. Some of you need to hear this today. Isn't easy, but don't drag into 2018 what you dragged into 2017. It's a tough one, isn't it? Um, as I was praying before the service, um, I feel like some of you need, we need to break free of some of the lies that have been spoken over you. In years gone by, things that have been said out of spite or out of anger, they're not true. And so these three points apply in this moment is that you're human. You don't always get it right, but you're forgiven. And there is a hope in the future for you. So as we um, so begin to wrap up, this is a moment as you stand in this vacant space between what was 2017 and what is going to be 2018. This is a moment to take a stand, accept you're human. Forgive yourself, forgive those that have done wrong in you by you in the last year. But to declare a hope in a future for 2018, that it may be different. This is a moment for you to stand in this space and actually um, acknowledge God and say, God, you know what? I'm giving 2018 to you. Let's make every day a new day, not an extension of the last. Let's make every day New Year's Eve. Wouldn't that be cool? Parties, discos, those kind of things. It's kind of the Christian faith, right? 
Every day is New Year's Eve. Every day gives us an opportunity to reflect. Every day gives us an opportunity to acknowledge God. Every day gives us an opportunity to commit the next day to God. So as we go out from this place tonight, my challenge to you is exactly that. Make every day New Year's Eve. Go easy on yourself. You're human. Forgive yourself. Let's pray. God, we just thank you for this opportunity to stand and recenter ourselves and say, you know what, God, although we may not have made it, although others may not have amounted to what we wanted them to be, God, Lord, we just pray forgiveness. Lord, we break any ties of the hurt and the pain that we've been dragging on from year to year. God, we know that that's not what you say about us. That's not who we are. And so this, this evening, on the edge of 2018, we declare that it be a good year, God. That we commit it to you in Jesus' name. That 2018 would be the moment that something shifted in our life. That we could reflect back and go, that was the moment that, that hurt was cut away. That pain was cut away. That I could forgive myself. That I could stand firm in who I am a son or a daughter of Christ. So God, as a church family, we thank you for all that you've done this year. All the good things and all the character building things, God. We thank you for those. We acknowledge them. And God, we declare hope for our future. In Jesus' name. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about Northside, visit northsidechurch.org.au.